It is cold and rainy, but thankfully today I've got my orange umbrella, a huge one that also shields the microphone from the wind as I go for a walk, a short walk this day, to uh, one of the shops in the center of the city of Amersfoort. For Star Wars reasons, I'll explain later. <laughs> and uh, I thought I, I might as well record an episode of The Walk. So, welcome back to, uh, to the show, and welcome to all of you that are listening for the first time. This is a, a weekly show during which I bring you up to date on what's going on in my life, and sometimes I have um, completely un- unscheduled, unprogrammed, unprepared discussions about many things in my life. <laughs> and hopefully some of that will be relatable. The sound you hear on the other side of the street is someone carrying one of those recycle containers. In the Netherlands we separate all our our garbage into uh, plastic and paper and biologically degradable stuff. This is a blue container, so that's for paper. I'm still getting used to that. I'm working on uh, implementing more of that in, in, in my new rectory. So I now have a... I went to Ikea. Actually, Ikea has great solutions for that. This is not a sponsored <laughs> mention, by the way. Although I, I, I would be a great ambassador for Ikea. Because <laughs> I'm there all the time now that I'm uh, uh, rearranging or arranging the new rectory. So I wanted to get a few containers... For, that I could uh, put underneath the the what is it the kitchen top and but unfortunately the most popular ones the ones that I was eyeing were sold out and are only going to be back in stock in a few weeks from now so I need a little bit more patience but it's one of one of the things that I'm trying to focus on this year uh, is to to try to diminish my my footprint my my carbon footprint. You know, trying to be more efficient with uh, the way I cook, the the stuff that I buy, the things that I don't buy, and uh, especially trying to reduce the amount of garbage. And also making more deliberate choices about how I spend my leisure time. Sometimes, of course, you can always uh, go on vacation and fly over the world. But I try to reduce that to to a minimum and I, of course I love walking or taking a bike it's one of the investments that I'm planning to, to do this year is getting myself a new bike after what is it 15 years my old bike is, is barely usable anymore but I'd like to have a, a trekking bike that I can use also for vacations for instance so instead of flying somewhere I could bike there and it would be healthy too and, and enjoyable so anyway um, it was a great week last week. We've got things a little bit more under control. And, uh, of course, we're still in the middle of the launch of this new channel, Catholic Today in the Netherlands. And overall, the, the first reactions have been very positive, very encouraging. And we started quite with quite a bit of ambition. We wanted to do a weekly news video about uh, what's happening with Pope Francis and the Vatican. And, of course, these past weeks have been very interesting because of the World Youth Days. And then um, uh, this week, the Pope is in uh, the Middle East. And so we've, we've got a lot of news to cover there. 
And uh, the second the second production that we started right from the beginning was a talk show that we bring to the parishes. We go to the store. We, we, we go and find the stories where they happen instead of having people come to our studio. And that, too, has been very well received. It's a lot of fun, too. Of course, first week was a super amount of stress. There was just so much that we needed to do and needed to figure out while doing it. You can't prepare everything in advance. You just have to begin and and then bit by bit you start to improve. And that, that's one of the themes of this, uh, of this walk, of this uh, episode, is how to simplify uh, your life. By using the, I would say, the Marie Kondo method, not just for stuff, but for the the things you do, at the activities in your life, the 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 choices you make, and you know now now that Marie Kondo has a, her own series on on Netflix, and everybody kind of knows the central question of her method: Does it spark joy? I don't have to explain that method anymore. Um, of course, I've also in the past discussed some of the downsides of that approach. I mean, is joy, is that the best criteria for, for making choices? It, there, are, there are alternatives to that. It's also, does it help? Um, does, it, uh, does, it, does it give me... Uh, does, it, does it add sense to my life or meaning to my life? I think actually the, the question, does it add meaning is sometimes more is, is a better question to ask than does it spark joy for instance you know i as a student i would buy a lot of study books i wouldn't say that those sparked joy but they did add meaning to my life <laughs> that's true for a lot of things but in this case when it comes to making choices as to how i spend my time the i i find that the the Marie Kondo method is actually a very good um approach to balancing uh, your life. One of of the things that I am constantly balancing and rebalancing are the the various missions in my life, the the things that I feel called to. And uh, right now I'd say there are three areas uh, that require my attention. And all three are important, but together they require too much too much effort, too much energy than I have. And uh, based on the past few weeks and my experience, I, I know that I'm now at a point where I have to make some choices and I have to change something in a, in a structural way. Otherwise, I, I don't think that this is sustainable. I don't mind working hard for a short period of time, but I can't always fire all cylinders um, in all areas. You can, you can have actually... I would say two areas of main focus and everything else is distraction and starts to threaten the quality of the, of the, of the things that actually require your focus. So it means making decisions. Well, those three areas in my life currently are, first of all, the parish. I'm a parish priest. I work as an assistant during the weekends. But it is requiring much more time and energy than it used to because of the two parishes that are now... Um, uh, entrusted to the pastoral care of, of one pastoral team. One of one of the things, for instance, that is constantly distracting me during the week are, you know, the liturgical aspects. I am uh, in uh, currently celebrating in many different parish churches. 
um, the ones in my old parish kind of know what is required for decent liturgy uh, in the newer parish uh, let's say it's more of a jungle sometimes and so they sent me their pro- their their proposals that's already kind of a sign that things are not organized well because why would the liturgy depend on on my judgment there are just general rules for liturgy so i shouldn't even be involved in this process but there is still an educational job that has to be done we, we need to tell so certain churches how things are supposed to be in liturgy instead of just letting them roam freely and uh, <laughs> make something up but that does require a lot of attention just the other day i got an email about first communion and they put me in uh, uh, on the schedule for a number of first communion uh, masses but then they automatically assumed that i would have all the time in the world to go meet these kids and 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 teach them and 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 train them for whereas for years i've already years ago i've entrusted that to the people that are actually in charge of the whole process and it's not something that requires me for extra value there are other ways to get to know these kids but that don't don't require me to be available several days during the week i just can't i don't have that room in my schedule because i'm i'm working in the media and that has its limitations so there's so i have to be very strict and firm and say well i don't know it's a new parish but this is not in the realm of possibilities for me and if you want that then you should ask one of the other two priests to uh to assist in those first communion services and i i, I notice that i have to be very very strict with that especially as a former people pleaser i need to uh make sure that i don't go overboard in trying to please all these new parish churches that i just stick with the way i do things and the way that works that works for me and uh and that's it so the that's one area where i feel i have to be a little bit more strict or perhaps a lot stricter and also I'm starting more and more to wonder if I shouldn't limit myself to certain, like a very, um, let's put on, put on paper what I do and what I don't do, instead of every time having to enter into a negotiation. And that could also mean that I, you know, some, some of the problem areas, I just tell people, well, you solve it with the, with the real pastoral team. I'm just an assistant. Uh, if it doesn't work, if it's not organized well then i can't participate in that so that would be one of the ways for me to um kind of confine or or put up certain boundaries around the my my job as a priest here in in those two parishes the second area is uh, my television work which is time wise definitely the most demanding aspect of my work um I've I've already made a lot of changes and and taken a lot of initiatives. What noise is that? What do I hear? Oh wow! Okay, that's a banner about paintings, <laughs> paintings from, and but it's making so much noise in the wind. It's crazy, kind of weird plastic stuff. Anyway, I mean that I'm walking down the the main uh, shopping street here in, in Amersfoort. The, uh, I think the rain has stopped, by the way. The wind hasn't. 
the uh, um, the changes mostly are that I I want to simplify things. I want to be a little bit more in charge of uh, the to- the subjects, the topics that I choose. But there are still a number of situations where I feel that um, it's not my choice to tell a certain story, but it is something that suits the agenda of other people. Let's put it that way. And so I've I've gone back and forth about a number of of uh, uh, parties that want uh, their story to be told, and for some I just don't feel the same motivation that I feel when I have chosen the topics and I can pursue the things that I that I believe in or that I want to tell. And that becomes with especially with this ongoing. You know, every week there's a new deadline. Every week there's a new episode that has to be filmed. I, currently, it feels like I'm running after the, tr- the train instead of uh, waiting for for the train on the on the uh, in the railway station. And that is a, that's not a good situation to be in, especially if y- you want you want a certain uh, creative margin to come up with good ideas and good stories. And I don't want to feel compelled to do something just because other people think it's important. Um, in that, it, the, the Mary Kondo method could be uh, a good way to discern what to do and what not to do. And so the question, does it spark joy? I, for me, it should also apply to my television work and to the various episodes that I am asked to record. There are topics that I'm not that enthusiastic about. And so... It does not spark joy, it sparks stress. It sparks anguish, it sparks um, uh, nervousness. <laughs> I, I, don't feel f- I don't feel free to do what I, what, what I do best. And so I feel that that is perhaps the, for me. And I'm constantly adding words like little words, I'm, like perhaps and maybe... What I should do, I think, is be more firm in those decisions. Because the moment I say maybe and I should perhaps, then I'm already taking into account uh, what other people will what what other people will, will think of that or what I think other people will think about it. And I don't like rejection. Who, who does? But sometimes you have to be very uh, firm in your choices to safeguard things that are more important. And in my situation, the television work, even though it is an important part of my life right now, it is not my end goal. It is absolutely uh, important and I love doing it, but to a certain degree. And if it takes up so much space and and time and energy and does not spark enough joy, or another word for joy could be energy, it doesn't give anything back in terms of energy, it just drains me, then that is not a good thing for me to do. Because I have more important long-term goals. The most important one right now is Tridio. Tridio is, is kind of the, 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 the ultimate culmination of, of 15 years of working in social media. It's where I always wanted to be. But it is still at the beginning. And it requires a lot of attention, a lot of energy. I want to put my best uh, resources into building up Tridio and its various projects. Most important right now is the is the uh, the Dutch channel that we're building up because that's in its starting phase. 
but I also want to have more time uh, to pursue bigger goals, more let's say more ambitious goals with Tridio International as well. You know that one of my goals is to uh, produce con content that could be shown on Netflix or other streaming platforms, and so there is still a huge leap in quality and storytelling quality that we need to um, accomplish. And that can only be done by spending my best energy towards that goal. What I do now in television is something that I've been doing for, for a couple of years. I know how to do it, know how to do it well. But there is no challenge. Actually, one of the things, my main challenge with the television work is not to make things better, but it is to tone it down and to um, simplify it and, and, and making it easier and being less ambitious. That, is, that for me is a bigger challenge than to improve. Because I think I'm already at where, where I need to be for that, for that particular audience and that platform. So if I want to spend my best efforts and my best resources on, on growing Tridio and the mission of Tridio, which is a long-term mission and a mission that I think I have more control over than, than my uh, mission in, in television because that can be over any time. Um, it, something has, has got to go. And so I asked myself, looking at the schedule for, for this upcoming year, um, what does spark joy? What gives me energy? Last week, I filmed, or two weeks ago, I went to Friesland in the north of the country, and I filmed in one day, in a, on a winter day in a small village, uh, an interview, or I made a portrait of a storyteller and a puppet player, puppeteer, also a permanent deacon, um, And it was great. It was a great guy. It was a small, a small topic in a certain way. We didn't go anywhere. It was just in his house. He showed me his puppets. He told me stories. He read me poems. But, but it was good. It was, there, was, there was really... He had something to say that was... Uh, he had a, just a fascinating guy. And um, when I spoke with my editor, he was like, well, I asked him, can you make an entire episode out of this? Or do you, do you need more? He said, well, if I use everything you gave me, then yeah, no problem. But it will mean that sometimes you'll have much longer quotes. I'll just take, let, let's say, uh, instead of uh, doing a, like a 30-second quote and then we move to, move to something else, I'll, I'll just give him more time and you'll have quotes of one or two minutes, which is very long for television. But... He also told me the way you film things is you're, you're moving the camera very slowly. You're, you, you, there is a certain rest in, in the way you, you film. Um, so it, 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 and, and it's a compelling um, uh, guest. So by all means, let's try that. And I'm very happy with the end result. It's kind of it's more what I would call slow TV. It doesn't rely on let's say uh, the, lots of, of different images and different locations and action all the time now it's much more more contemplative TV but I liked it and what I liked most is what was that at the end of that day I had all the contents I needed for a good episode without um, without the energy that it would normally cost I'm uh, lost here in the small streets I uh, kind of went off-center here. And I have no idea where I am. Tiny little old medieval houses here. 
this one has been recently painted. It is, uh, this used to be gray. Now they painted it entirely stark white and they added uh, red, bright red accents. Very nice. I mean, it's completely not medieval, so it's a bit, yeah, I don't know, doesn't, doesn't really fit the, the rest of the environment, but at least it's colorful. I like that. Anyway, so uh, that was definitely an episode for me that was uh, a confirmation of what I'm trying to pursue with my television work is making it simpler, going for slow TV, um, take in a certain way more time for my guests, but less time to film and to produce everything. And, uh, and it did spark joy. I loved doing it. And I came home and I was like, wow, that, uh, that was amazing. And there are a number of scheduled episodes where I'm much... I don't have that feeling at all. Like, oh, this is going to be a chore. This is going to be so much work. We'll have to go film over several days and then still have to kind of figure out a story because eh, there is just no story. And the question that I ask myself right now is, is that worth my time? Of course, the the temptation is to mostly look at... um, what it will ultimately yield and that is I, I know I can do this there's nothing that uh, in, in those episodes that, that is impossible to film but it will require energy it won't spark joy it won't give any energy back it will uh, give me some resources it, they'll pay for it and with that money we can finance the things that we do for Tridio that don't spark money do spark a lot of joy but they don't doesn't spark money <laughs> and 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 there is a certain balance in that but in this situation i'm, I'm more and more feeling that i am uh, even though it, it it would uh give us new resources financially it's also there is a hidden cost and the hidden cost is the overburdening of of of, of me in particular um it's just going to uh, cost me, I don't know, just stress. And, and, and it, I, I want to, <laughs> I feel that what I do, I should do it with joy. That's probably kind of my desire. It's like my idea, and it's never going to be ideal, of course. There are always going to be difficult weeks and weeks that things go differently. There is nothing wrong about that. As long as kind of the main balance is towards joy and and energy instead of like oh i gotta try to survive another week that's kind of where i where i've been for the past few weeks and survival is never a sustainable situation even the survival shows on tv sometime will end at one point you can't always be in this struggle to survive unless you're gonna have a very short life so for, for myself um it uh, I've I've made the decision to go over the schedule for the for the production for the TV production of these f- next couple of months and make some hard choices, especially uh, ask myself how can I do this differently? How can I do it in an easier way? Not strive for perfection, but strive for for energy, for joy, for the things. Because if I am and motivated if I love telling a story that will come across inevitably it will show and, and that I think is much more important than trying to fit other people's agendas and 
pursue topics that I don't feel motivated for. And it's not necessarily because the topic itself is not worthy of a TV show, but it's just perhaps not something that I should make. And then the next question is, of course, how can I make it simpler? How can I, how can I outsource things? Or is there a way for me to film it in a... This is a lovely neighborhood. Look at all these houses. They already have flowers outside. That's crazy. There are some tiny little orange and blue flowers here in, uh, in these pots in front of the houses. There, these, these houses don't have gardens because we're in the center of the town. But I love it how people kind of dare to put their flowers outside, even though the temperature is barely above freezing point. Anyway, um, the, uh, the question is, do I outsource it? Do I ask someone else to make it? Or can I do it myself, but can I do it in such a way that it doesn't drain me afterwards? It's kind of the same balance that I'm struggling with in a parish um, as an introvert. I... But still being very social, I know that I want to be available for, for my parishioners. Um, but not all the time. There are moments that I have to retire. Like the last Sunday, there were after Mass, there were so many people that wanted to talk with me. And they all had stories that just didn't end anymore. And at one point, like when I've been listening, and this is after three Masses, I'm still listening two, for, for two hours to people that won't stop talking and, and don't really require anything else of me than a, than a listening ear, I felt that, okay, that I, I need to prevent that because it's draining me beyond my resources. And it's not really helping anyway. Like, <laughs> and, and that's a hard choice to make because you, on the one hand, you want to be social, you want to be pastoral. On the other hand, I know that if I don't recharge on Sundays, then I'm going to pay the price on on. On Monday, so that's also another hidden cost of trying to be have a pastoral attitude. I thought there was a pedestrian area. How come that all these cars are driving here? Anyway, so um, so that is something that I need to be firm in, and I'd rather kind of misfire and 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 uh, reject a number of topics, even though it may not be the best decision but I'd, I'd rather take a decision than, than, than just continuing to burn the candle at both ends well the, and the, the for Tridio which does spark joy in a new channel it does spark joy but it also does still requires a lot of uh, energy and dedication also for that I am think thinking of, of ways in which I can uh, make it easier on myself so for for the walk instead of recording for an hour I'll just go for a, for half an hour and then I can squeeze it in my the rest of my day normally today I should be editing uh, uh, the episode about St. Valentine which has to be finished tomorrow evening and uh, normally I would I would go full time on, on editing now I'm like no it does not spark joy <laughs> it's 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 something that I, I need to meet a deadline and so uh, it's mostly stress right now. It's not joy. So let's simplify it. But also, let's find a way to still record my regular podcast. Because if, if I don't do that, then it does not spark joy. Um, but let's make them a little bit shorter. I mean, if that, if that works. Same thing for the, for the, tele, um, the new channel, the Catholic Today channel. Um, 
we do this uh, video with about Pope Francis, and th- we do that with uh, Marjolaine as a presenter uh, in front of a green screen. So, what I've learned from the f- two times that we've done it now is that you don't need to have the presenter on screen all the time. We show mostly what's going on in the Vatican. And so it may be much simpler for us to just put the presenter at the beginning and at the end of the news item and then just do the rest with voiceover. It's almost the same product, but it is a... Um, we're saving on time tremendously because then we can record the voiceovers in advance. We don't have to do that on Thursday. Thursday is the day that Marlena works in our office. Um, we can even record her presentation beforehand and then record the voiceovers, uh, for instance, on Wednesday instead of on Thursday. And that would mean that I, instead of taking two or three hours to edit that video, it would only take me one hour. That's two hours less work. I mean, that's 25% of the day. And Thursday is also the day that we do the, the talk show. Now, we, we've been uh, improving very rapidly there. But there are still some things that are very time-intensive. Right now, I still take an entire day to edit the talk show so that it looks more like TV. Um, I add images. Uh, um, but, but it's still... Too, I don't have those resources. Also, when we started with the, the idea of a talk show, I was thinking more... Of a, of, a, of a podcast with a camera and I know that with a podcast I record it and then I'm done so in total uh, um, my, my weekly show like the walk doesn't only cost the time that I'm spending on walking but for the other show the Father Roderick show it's, it's mm, about four hours and if I'm really fast and I have a lot of stuff to talk about three hours and then I'm done and ultimately with the talk show I was hoping for that as well Right now, uh, it's still too complicated. And so, thinking, how can I simplify it? How can I speed it up? How can I make it easier? And if I can't simplify it quickly enough, can I hire someone to do it for me? That will, at first, require a little bit of extra investment from my part. But, on the other hand, it will save me a lot of stress. If it, right now, my Friday is dedicated to the editing the talk show. That's an entire day that was not budgeted. And it's a day that I need, if only to, to be able to breathe. So as soon as possible, I, I need to find ways to um, outsource that and get it off my plate. And it may have as a result that it becomes a bit simpler. But I don't mind, because I'd rather do something than doing something that is affordable rather than uh, trying to produce something that requires like eight hours of of hidden costs and the cost being paid by me personally. (laughs) That is not a good thing. Well, anyway, I'm going to stop this recording. We're at the half hour point. Um, I said I was going to uh, shop for Star Wars reasons. That's why I'm entering this uh, crowd fought. (laughs) It's a pharmacy, a big one. But in the back, they also have a section with toys. And I think they may have some very cool Star Wars stuff on sale but it's different in every uh, in every store so this is a chain store so they have stores everywhere and this one is in the center so perhaps the stuff is already gone let me take a look this is the 
Lego section. They're a very limited amount of Lego. They've got a Lego shark. I've never seen that one before. Well, that looks pretty cool. A Lego shark in a... Oh, they've got the new, the new mini uh, micro fighters with Anakin Skywalker in the yellow fighter. And they've got Lego Movie 2 stuff already. Huh. That movie is only premiering, I think, later this week. But that was not the Star Wars stuff that I was looking for. There's more Lego. They've got Batman. Some more generic stuff. Brickheads. Never been a fan of that. And they've got a big Joker. They've got... Oh, wow. Nice. They've got a key cord. Or it's a key... What is it? Key hanger? A key light with BB-8. Like a bigger version of the small BB-8. That's very nice. But also not what I was looking for. I was hoping that they would have these big Star Wars puppets. Uh, no. That's what I feared. They may be gone already. Or someone else took them. It's possible too. Actually, don't I miss anything and there may be another section in the back where they have stuff on sale now I saw um, like huge Star Wars but they're relatively big like 70 centimeters tall of uh, like a biker scout or scout trooper and Captain Phasma and uh, Poe Dameron and that's leftover stuff from The Force Awakens and they were just $9.95 per her character and they would go very well with my Star Wars room I've got one room one empty room in the rectory left and uh, I've decided to turn that into a Star Wars room I saw a post on Facebook with people who had uh, tons of ideas of creating kind of a Star Wars uh, interior mostly Imperial design of course because you can do the the lights, like the vertical um, wall lights that you see all over the Death Star. I think with some LED panels I can recreate something like that. But then of course you also want to have some evocative Star Wars decorations. Um, and if I can find ones that are not so expensive, then... But, alas, I, I think I'm too late or they may not have had them here oh well I'll uh, I'll look in one of the other stores I'd like to have myself like a stormtrooper or a a, a, a scout uh, like a, a biker scout because of course uh, in that Star Wars room I'll be manufacturing my own Star Wars costumes as well in April I'm going to the US to Chicago to the Star Wars celebration and um, I'm not going to take a costume with me, of course, because on the plane, I don't see myself carrying an entire Stormtrooper costume. But I do want to... This is the year that I'm going to build my own Star Wars costume, and I will be part of the 501st, um, if everything goes well, of course. And so for that, I need some space to build that costume, because I now have my Lego room or my Lego table. But <laughs> I've already noticed that that table is actually very small, if you want to do anything else than building Lego sets, probably need a bigger table. 
So that'll be for later. And by the way, yeah, is it necessary? No. It's just hobby stuff. But does it spark joy? Absolutely. Most definitely. It's like one of the one of the things I always wanted to do, even as a as a child. And now I can do it for real. So yes, it sparks joy and that gives me energy. And I need that. Uh, let me see how I gotta go left. Sorry. So thanks for listening. Uh, check out uh, tridio.com for my other shows and I will talk to you very soon. Take care and God bless.